Join the big show Friday from 2 to 7 at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! DJ and PK, the question of the morning. What now? Where are we going from here? After all the games canceled in multiple sports, multiple leagues yesterday, a lot of games weren't played. And PK, we haven't even discussed Jazz Game uh, 6, which is supposed to happen this afternoon, because I think deep down we all assume there's just no chance that's going to happen. There's a 9 a.m. meeting for the players in the bubble in Florida, and all the reporting that's coming out of there was saying how intense and emotional, and there was some conflict in the room. It doesn't seem like anybody's going to be up for playing a game today. There's nothing official, but can you see in a scenario where there's playoff basketball today? No, I'm not sure that we'll have it at all this season. In my mind, uh, I'm really done with the symbolism. I want action. I said this last week. You know, Pat Tillman took action. I'm not asking any of these guys to do that. I'm just using it as an example. I want to see these guys take action. And if basketball is in the way of their action, fine. And go ahead. I mean, my life's going to go on without it. And that, that's what I, mean, I saw somebody on your soccer thing, some headline news or somewhere you know there's more important things in life well if that than soccer if that's your barometer than sports well don't play sports at all because if that's the gauge just pretty much everything is more important than that i've always known that so i don't get caught up in the outcomes i've been saying that for years i enjoy the competition what's over it's over uh but if that's your mindset then then don't do it to me if they come back and play today tomorrow uh what's uh, tomorrow saturday this is just another symbolic act. It's like putting a, a slogan on a court. What good does that do? Raise awareness has been the answer. But awareness it feels like awareness high, has been... I, I, I was about to say that. <laughs> that goal, I'd have to say, they've been excellent at that. And I would, I would assume, in my opinion, it's just my opinion. I've got no answers to this stuff. You're looking for answers or you're looking to lectures. I'm not your guy. Uh, but I would think that your uh, level of awareness has been raised substantially. Well, the meeting the meeting starts at nine o'clock, and then later today we'll find out what the plan is. Uh, two teams don't want to play, and apparently the other eleven did, and they'll make the decision for the rest of the league. And the yeah, owners are meeting I mean, at the same time too with the board of governors. It's really it's Kawhi Leonard and LeBron. Yeah. I mean, you're some bench guy that. You're not Shamit guy. <laughs> you got, he, guy thirteen on the Lakers isn't telling LeBron he's playing. Ivica Zubots is not. Yeah. telling Kawhi what to do. So I mean, they're just going to go along with what these stars. They've got no choice. It's like you you you're allowed to say stuff as long as it fits what people want to hear. You know, the idea of free speech you know, that's that's a concept that doesn't really exist. I mean, you or at least the, without consequence anyway. So. I mean, like, can you imagine? We can, we can name the three people who didn't kneel the first day. So if it were me, just to avoid the hassle, yeah, go ahead. I'm spineless. I'll admit it. I don't want to be in the. I don't want the attention focused on me. So whatever you guys think. I mean, does Joe Ingles really have a say on whether they play or not? I would think not. It's been yeah. a star. It's in a lot of respects. It's been a star-driven league for a long time. Certainly since the 80s. I don't know before that. But, I mean, we're going on uh, 
40-ish years of uh, David Stern marketing the league. I mean, literally, you'd be driving down the freeway in L.A. and there'd be a billboard, you know, for the, the Clippers play David Robinson in the Spurs, right? So we're going back 30, 40 years. And it's going to be star-driven today, I would think. You'd be in first gear on the freeway, but yeah. <laughs> You'd be going down the freeway very slowly and have plenty of time to read the billboard. <laughs> Having done that and had a truck, a little Nissan truck that was a stick shift, I can verify that. <laughs> 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 so you're in first gear uh, many, most of the time, uh, pretty much no matter what, any, any time, really, how crazy it is. I'm wondering, you, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do, play, don't play, and all of our lives are going to go on whether they play or whether they don't play. And that's just the reality of it. So I want them to play just for the fun of it because that's I view it as sports. They view it as a platform and more power to them. And so, but it, it's, you know, my life is really, whatever I make of my life is what my life is going to be, whether they play or not. And my life and my interactions with people who don't look like me or have a different color of skin, which by the way is every single day in my life literally every single day i interact with people who don't look like me all i got to do is go down the hall <laughs> and i'm good to go uh and all i can do is try to make that person's life the best that it could possibly be and that's what i'm committed to doing and hopefully it works so whether they play or not really has no bearing she has no idea by the way whether they're playing nba basketball or not nor she Care? She couldn't care less. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of folks out there who are in that same boat. I'm wondering if they don't play, what is the consequence? Now, I didn't use the word blowback because that's negative. What is the consequence? Because for every action, no matter what the action is, good, bad, and different, there's some form of consequence. So what is the consequence of them to what they've done to date and what they are? potentially looks like they're going to do. I mean, I've already got a text this morning. I feel even better about my decision to never, never uppercase watch them again. Well, there's multiple ways to go uh, with this, and there's probably multiple um, multiple impacts, multiple consequences. Um, you know, I think the owners are meeting at the same time. If the players decide not to play, TV networks are going to decide not to pay a large chunk of the money that's owed. I mean, they'll deliver on the games that have been owed so far, but the, the first-round games are not the biggest games. I, I, there's a lot of them, so I, you know, it's worth a lot of money. But right, but those a, are more facts as opposed to consequences. So the, the, the consequence is we could have a, the owners could end the CBA. They've got an opt-out in the CBA. They could lock the players out, and we could not have basketball for a long time. And when it comes back, the players could be getting a much lower percentage of – the basketball revenue, uh, it's gone from 57, I think, down to 51%. It could go down to 45 or 40. A younger player, I mean, in this town, Donovan Mitchell, and other players in other towns, but a young player who's on a rookie contract who knows he's going to get a max deal, the max is based on a percentage of the basketball revenue. You know, the salary cap is a percentage, and then the player can get a percentage of that. Uh, I mean, a decision this morning over the, or over the course of his career, could Donovan, million, Donovan Mitchell be out $10 million? Yeah, could he be out twenty five million? Maybe. I mean, it's so there's okay, those consequences. How about the, then all the people? The first game in which fans are back. How many people are going to be there if they don't play? I'm talking about the fan. Does the fan check out? 
Well, some will. Uh, some have. Um, yeah, but, but can is you it still to the draw point eighteen where it's a significant consequence? But can you still draw eighteen thousand three hundred six? You know, because here's the here's the can. thing about That's the my point when you say the attendance and the fans, because you know there's a small section of the fan base that can afford to go to games on a regular basis. Businesses control a lot of the tickets. Um, you know, will businesses give up tickets? I've been I've been told, and I don't have any of these numbers independently, but I've been told the TV ratings have taken a hit. Uh, TV advertising has taken a hit. This is just for the jazz. TV revenue has taken a hit. Uh, TV ratings have taken a hit, which you could put on the 11.30 and 2 o'clock tip times. But maybe, you know, it's a combination of multiple factors. It's not just the tip times. Maybe it is, um, you know, all the social justice political stuff. That the TV ratings have taken a hit. Uh, the TV revenue has taken some hit. But that the season ticket holders have uh, overwhelmingly stuck with the team. And so that I've been surprised to hear that, but people, uh, when I've talked, yeah, but we people, haven't had this before. <laughs> uh, you're right. We haven't had this and maybe this will change it, but they've been dealing with renewals over the summer and people buying tickets for next season. And that the feedback there has been really positive, but it hasn't been as positive on the TV broadcast. You know, they've had sponsors pull out and, and then TV ratings nationally. Yeah. They say they're way down. Yeah. I, I, I don't get into that at all. I've said that a million times. I watch what I watch. I don't care if you watch it. I don't care if you like it. Only I care about if I like it. I don't really care. So for me, the TV ratings are not down. <laughs> they've stayed the same. And, and uh, maybe they've even actually increased because playoff games during the day, I'm available. Right. And they've been spread out. But they're, a lot they're of, not having yeah. two playoff games at the same time. But yes. So my, my own personal TV ratings have increased. But if they go down, how far do they go down? What, how much is the American public going to turn off this league if they continue on the path that they're going? I'd just be guessing, but I would guess 10 to 25%. But I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm pulling those numbers out of thin air. That is just like gut instinct, 10 to 25%. And it probably varies. Put a poll out there. That's always official. It, <laughs> that's always highly researched. Uh, okay, I'll do that. Your, can, what do you call them? Your Twitter polls? I yeah, guess? I, I can throw a Twitter poll out there. I've, um, I've never done a Twitter poll. I'll do so, that. Uh, I'll do that here in the break. Uh, uh, how much? How much is the general public going to be turned off? Because if you when keep, I said ten to twenty five percent, what did you think? Something. What was your reaction right then? Uh, too yeah, high? Too low? I don't know. That sounds as good as anything else. I can't. I don't know. I can, I honestly don't know. Uh, but but uh, that sounds good to me. But who knows? I can't say. Oh, you're up in the night. I can't. I can't yeah. make fun of you on it. Like I would prefer that I would be doing, <laughs> uh, because who knows? You know what I mean? You yeah. you you're a smart guy, and so that is what you're thinking. And who's to say it's right or wrong? It's probably minimally ballpark correct, if not even more so. You're 20, what did you say? 10 to 25. 20 to 25%. And, and I'm trying to think that, you okay. know, it's, in some markets it's going to hit harder than in other markets. And then you got to oh, look at, sure. at the yeah. national numbers and all that's impacted. You know, they get a bump next year because Steph Curry comes back. You know, they'll get a, they'll get a bump the next time they play because they'll have games in prime time on the West Coast. This bubble format has got to be hurting them on the West Coast. I mean, games happening from 
9.30 to 6 in the morning until, or 10.30 in the morning until 6 p.m. I mean, those are some pretty weird tip times. You know, they're, they're not well, getting I think you're 10 to 25%. I feel about 65% confident. Sweet. All right, now you're making fun of me. So you, you know, you're rallying after a slow start. You're starting to get back on the bean. Gymnastics reference, all things to all people. How you doing, people? Who knows, man? Who, who really knows? I can't. I honestly can't say it. Yeah. But I, I do know that you know, there's some fatigue, and it's unfortunate. I'm not saying it's right, but if you keep hammering me about, and I use me generically, the same thing over and over again, I'm going to eventually I'm either going to do something about it or I'm just going to toot it out. And it's almost like no matter how great the message is, if you just keep hammering me over and over and over again, there's going to be some people who are going to say, well, my gosh, don't run from the police and then you won't be shot. That's it. That's yeah. it. We know that that's out there. Not saying that's my opinion, but I'm saying that we know that that's out there. So there's going to be some degree, whether that's 10 to 25, somewhere in between, somewhere over that, that are just going to say, you know, I got to get on with my life here. And I appreciate what you're doing, but you know, what can I do? And if you keep hammering it over and over again, that's why I think it's important to have action. Because I think we're kind of sort of getting into a, a lull of lecture. And we're hearing the same stuff over and over again. And as these guys will tell you, nothing is changing. By their own acknowledgement, nothing is changing. That's why they're upset. When we come back, Craig Bowlerjack and Big T Thurl Bailey at 9 o'clock. And we're on this past Bowler, uh, what kind of hit he'll take. And I've talked to some of the stuff I was getting on the ratings, I was uh, talking to Bowler about. He didn't give me any hard numbers, but just kind of the feedback. We'll talk with him about that, get his take next on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net! Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Players held a meeting last night in which the Lakers and Clippers advocated for a boycott of the remainder of the NBA season. A second meeting is scheduled to take place in Orlando today at 9 a.m. The NBA Board of Governors has called an emergency meeting at the same time, and the fate of today's games and remainder of the season could come after both meetings take place. Jazz are scheduled to play Game 6 of their first-round series against the Nuggets today, but the status of that game obviously in doubt after the three games weren't played yesterday. Blazers guard Damian Lillard has left the NBA bubble. He's returned to Portland for further examination on his sprained right knee. This back to basketball update is presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on The Zone Sports Network. This story is crazy about becoming an ultimate Aggie, which apparently is getting up on that bull naked. What bull is it? Is it the one that's by the Estes Center? Isn't that bull like bucking? I'm just wondering how five nude men could fit on that. <laughs> it's a big bull. Five nude men could fit on uh, that? Five smaller men, yeah, probably <laughs> can make that work. There you go. That's the size of the thing right there. Okay, it's not bucking. You can probably fit upwards of ten naked men on that. So in order for you to be the ultimate Aggie, you have to be naked? Yes. I did not know that this was a thing. See, I would think if you were going to be an ultimate Aggie, that it needs to be solo. Because these five were not solo. And that's where a lot of guys up at Utah State like, hey, let's maybe <laughs> dial that down a little bit. <laughs> Easy. One ultimate Aggie at a time. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
DJ and PK is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. All right, PK, your wish is my command. The twi- donuts? The Twitter poll is up. <laughs> no, oh. no, donuts are my wish. Stay. <laughs> Come on. Stay my wish the- for you, though. Stay with the script. Oh, okay. Uh, if the NBA season is over, what are the long-term ramifications for the fan base? How many fans are permanently gone? Uh, none, 10%, 25%, 50% or more. And right now, the only thing people are shying away from is 50% or more. The votes are pretty much evenly split between the other three. They ain't going for the 50, huh? They're not going for half the fan base is out of here. There's about 10% of the votes for that, but the others are all right around 30%. But we're not, it just went up in the break. We're almost to 100 votes, not quite. Uh, a poll like this will probably get about 1,000 votes. Yeah. So we'll, well give I it a, could say I'll be back. Yeah, we'll give it a little time. We'll let it percolate. And oh then, yeah, uh, we'll see. Percolate. Uh, percolation is uh, is the key here. Go to Twitter. Go to David DJ James, and you can vote. Please do. <laughs> All right, we're supposed to be bringing Bowler aboard here. Is he all ready to go, Yak? No, Yak's giving me the palms up. No, Bowler's got a bigger name on another line. Ooh. Maybe he's getting information on a broadcast that may or may not happen. Yeah, that could Who happen. knows? That could happen. Any number of things. Maybe he's bench pressing. Betty Iverson. Really? Who cares about fans? This is so much bigger. You really don't get it. She's not happy with the Twitter poll. <laughs> you don't teach me. That's what I like. I want to be taught. I don't get how one group of people thinks they're better than another. I'll never understand that, but that's just me, man. What can I tell you? Well, there you go. I I, I think the owners are concerned about it, well, so I guess they don't get it either. That's why they're having an emergency meeting. <laughs> so these powerful, influential people, uh, they and I would imagine that the players would be thinking about it too. Can't just say, oh, we're just going to make a decision and – not think about the consequences. Yeah. I, I think that's irresponsible, and I don't think that they're irresponsible. I think they may do. They're going to do what they do, but I don't think that they will think. Wow, there's just we get to control all the consequences, or all consequences be damned. I'm going to run that red light. That didn't work that way. So, Betty, preach to us some more. That's what we need. We need more people preaching to us. Jeremy says. I'm out. But to be honest, I was barely in. My opinion likely okay. does not represent the masses. Well, that's true. And as far as Betty, too, you know, one of the things I've learned, and I've learned the hard way, it's better to understand than to be understood. Let that once sink you in. Say, once you say you don't understand me, by definition, I don't understand you. Because? Because if you don't understand me, you don't understand where I'm coming from. That means literally that I don't understand where you're coming from. Yeah. It has to be that way. It -hmm. can't be you don't understand where I'm coming from, but I fully understand where you're coming from. Well, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) I think some people believe that, though. Which Of course they believe it. There's no question they believe it. Which might be why we are where we are. There's no question they believe it. Absolutely they believe it. You don't need to think it. You can guarantee it. But my point is, 
the way I look at it, if I don't understand you, where you're coming from, then you probably don't understand where I'm coming from. Gage just tweeted so at us. So neither of us uh, understand anything. Gage just tweeted at us, I'm a Jazz fan for life. I'll watch any Jazz game they broadcast. And that's good, but I think that the league needs more than just Jazz fans. The casual fans who are not in NBA markets still add up to a lot of people. Yeah, I think the, it's a league, and it need the, you know it, it needs national following, and in this case, international. And some of it, you know, how much of they took the China thing here? Because I think in my mind, you know, they, they lose a little credibility on this stuff because they you know were so silent on the China issue, and I think that's dogging them for a lot of folk. You know, they were so unwilling to say anything on that but yet here they got no problem and a lot of people look at it well man you got no problem criticizing our country and the one which you make millions off of but somebody else ah, that's not really my business so i think they've already taken a hit in that way to to a degree now does that lead to why the ratings are down i don't know because i'm not a ratings guy i don't study the ratings i don't know what the trends and reasons and any of that stuff are it's it's two things it's over my head nor do I care that it's over my head because when um, they play, I'm going to turn it on, and I don't really care if you don't. They've they've certainly taken a hit and been criticized for that. I think that's obvious. How many people have actually stopped watching games because of it? I think those are, are two different things. The one thing that has happened here in the month of August is that ratings for baseball are up and ratings for basketball have been down. But basketball has moved their games to less attractive time slots you know, starting in the late morning and throughout the afternoon. Sure. And they don't I realize have, that's going to be the response. And they don't have the primetime games for yeah. the Lakers and the Clippers in L.A., which drive the ratings big time. For baseball, yeah, they have regionalized those games, so they have basically eliminated the 4.30 start for the West Coast teams going back east and the 10.30 start for the East Coast teams going west. And I think they're getting a major bump out of that. You know, they're they're playing when people are available now. Most games start at seven or seven thirty local time. There's there's, yeah, there's a great. few there's a few teams that Texas teams have to play in the West, but there's a very small number of teams being impacted. For most of these teams, the start I think the start time has helped a lot. And there's people who like baseball who want to watch, but they got to go to work the next day, and they treat it the way you treat it. And a game that starts at ten thirty. Uh, in a, an, an LA, a New York at LA game starts at 10.30 in New York. And people aren't staying up till 1.30 in the morning. They like baseball, but they got to get on with their life. I was a tired kid, let me tell you, growing up <laughs> in the suburbs of New York. Sneaking, sneaking games and your parents are yelling at you to go to bed? <laughs> Told you to go to bed half an hour ago. <laughs> One more inning, Mom. I do think people in the East live on a later time clock. Uh, but uh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't watching because I didn't I, I didn't have to because if the Yankees were in California, well then that just meant the Mets were home, so I just watched them. You know what I mean? So there was always a game on, mm-hmm. so it didn't much matter because they didn't televise home games in those days. They just did the road games, but there was always one of the two was always on the road. That's the way it's set up. So if I so wanted to watch, or was inclined to watch a game, and I did watch a lot of. I had a little black and white, probably, I don't know, maybe 15-incher that my parents bought me. I had in my room, and I'd flick back between Channel 9 and Channel 11, uh, WOR and WPIX. And uh, 
That, those were the two uh, Mets and Yankee stations, and I knew I knew their schedules by heart. And I never really rooted for them, but I I I just loved watching it, and I would watch both of them. And so I always had a game on every night. That's why moving to Arizona, and there was no baseball package. My gosh, you talk about detox. <laughs> All I had was uh, you know like a Saturday and a Monday, and that was it. And that was brutal. <laughs> That's when the Braves and the Cubs came along. Uh, yeah. And uh, 1984, Cubs games on at 11 o'clock on, uh, what's that, WGN mm-hmm. that you got on your cable? Oh, man. I, I, could, I, could, I knew every Cub guy down to the last guy in the bullpen and knew <laughs> what his ERA was and his whip and stuff that I didn't even really understand. I knew it because <laughs> I watched those games almost every day. Because it's so blazing hot in the summer, you know. So uh, those are my TV viewings, and if other people don't want to watch them, so be it. So the NBA uh, has uh, the players are scheduled to meet here in about 20 minutes, 9 o'clock Mountain, 11 o'clock Eastern, in the bubble to decide what to do. Woj just tweeted out, ESPN sources, colon, because you got to have sources or it's not really a tweet. Several key members... <laughs> Several key members of Lakers and some peers around the league stayed up until the early a.m. hours talking through issues in the bubble, capitalized. Among key players in the league heading into 11 a.m. meeting, there's optimism about a majority of players wanting to continue playoffs. Well, see, that text then, or that tweet, I should say, that indicates that they were discussing the consequences. So sorry, Betty. <laughs> you can call me Betty, and I'll call you Al. But those are that, that because well. What would they be discussing? The issues. They're the consequences of the decisions, right? Isn't that logical? Yeah. Ed Davis really laid it out for us. Uh, jazz guy in a um, – I can't remember who wrote it. Was it in The Athletic or was it in SI, ESPN, whoever did it? They, they talked to multiple players around the league, and Ed brought up um, – basically, I'm paraphrasing here – but that the older players owed it to the younger players. You know, he was set – and if LeBron and Kawhi are really frustrated right now, they still owe it to the younger players. And I assume that they, you know, players around the league have friends from college and AAU ball and ex-teammates from previous years in the league. You know, there's, the consequences are going to impact 17 teams that aren't in the bubble. Some never were and some have left because they've been eliminated. And those 13 teams are going to have a big say in how much, all, how much money all those guys make. And i got to imagine those texts are flying back and forth. Um, you know, guys' careers are hanging in the balance. And uh, probably to a lesser degree, but not completely ruled out in this, is they probably do realize, hey, how many people will be laid off if they do this? How many people will be furloughed? Uh, you know, they, they interact with those people. You know, train, they interact with trainers and equipment people, and those people will lose their jobs. You know, they interact with the in-house uh, media people, and those people will lose their jobs. You know, they'll get furloughed, they'll get laid off. And I assume all of that is being brought up, you know. But there's, yeah. to your point, you know, there's consequences, and I'm sure there's consequences that haven't even crossed our mind that are really important to them, and we probably haven't come up with them yet. Pro- yeah, I agree. Like, you know, LeBron, you're frustrated, but there's so many people counting on you, you know. And LeBron knows because he's in the traveling party and, you know, the team masseuse, the team chef. I mean, there, there are so many employees inside an NBA organization. The, the staff yeah, have just say, gone crazy in the last 20 years. 
the uh, the work that they want to do, and I'll call it work because I think that's what they view it as, that it can't be done in unison with actually playing. You know what I mean? It's not. Uh, I asked somebody we had on. I said uh, last week. Well, you think Donovan Mitchell is being distracted by all this stuff? Well, they they can concentrate on two different things at the same time. Okay, yeah, all right, I buy it. So who's to say yeah. that you can't? Yeah, you can't go ahead and do great work while doing doing what essentially is your job. I mean, that's what they're paid to do is play these ball games, right? So. Why can't you do both? Maybe that's what they decide, that, well, we, we can do both, and it might be the most effective way to accomplish what, what we're looking to accomplish. We were talking earlier about, uh, you know, this is that yesterday was about symbolism, and it'd be a bigger symbol if they walked away from more games, but obviously there's consequences to that. But would they really just have one or two days worth of symbolism? And, you know, three baseball games got canceled. The others went on. And just watching the ticker, the sound's down on the TV, but you can see the ticker. Those three baseball games have already been rescheduled as doubleheaders, uh, which is oh, yeah, particularly yeah, surprising. Yeah, right. But, uh, you know, to your point that it was symbolic, those so, – I don't know if all six teams – I mean, if, well, if one – Betts, for example, last night said, I wasn't playing regardless. And my teammates decided to stand with me on this. And MLB, to their credit, immediately said... Kneel with them. All, yeah, kneel with them, correct. All three of these games will be doubleheaders tomorrow. They immediately made the schedule. Yeah, they, they came out with that pretty quick. So, hey, they had their day of protest. Sun came up the next day, and then they played the games. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, the zone. The uh, the poll question is up. You can go uh, click on it right now if the NBA season is over. And judging from that last tweet from Woj, it sounds like it it's going to go on. But uh, the meeting hasn't started yet officially, so we'll wait and see how it plays out. But if it is over, what are the long-term ramifications for the fan base? How many fans are permanently gone? Uh, right now, it's close, PK. 35% are saying 25% of the fans are out of here, and 30% are saying 10%. Uh, there's about 21% of the people voting are saying nobody. The, the fan base will stay the same. And, you know, there's probably some truth to the, you know, the fan base is already self-sorted for this, so how much more impact will it have? Uh, but there are 14% who are saying 50% or more of the fans that there will be a huge drop-off. Well, before we go to break, if they should be in the finals next year, there'll be 100%, 110% actually will return. Well, I think when you have to look across the league, you have to factor in that the teams that win are obviously going to feel the impact less than the teams that lose. If you're, if you're rebuilding, if you're in the middle of the process for five years... You're already out a bunch of fans anyway, but you might be out more. All right, that's yeah. uh, we're a little shy of 500 votes right now on a Twitter poll. So for what that's worth, that non-scientific survey. All right, Yach's going to keep working on Bowler, and uh, Big T scheduled to join us at nine o'clock. Stay with us. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Cam Miller is with us from SB Nation. If we're able to see some sort of season, what are your thoughts on the potential at BYU this year? Well, I think outside of Provo, maybe even including inside of Provo, I'm probably the biggest Zach Wilson fan in the country. I know that there's discussion and people may rather see Hall, but I think Zach Wilson, when he's healthy, when he's on his game, and when he's got one of the better left tackles in all of college football blocking for him and Brady Christensen, I think the combination of Zach Wilson healthy with Christensen on his blind side, pass protecting at elite levels, there's very few better atop the leaderboard for returning quarterback and left tackle combinations. 
The Big Show. Weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Join The Big Show Friday from 2 until 7 at The Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! So Bowler's been on the phone with uh, other TV people trying to figure out uh, if there's a game, if there isn't, what are they going to do? Where do they go from here? What are they supposed to do? And Bowler is now rescheduling to join us at 930. When presumably Sit tight. all of that will be figured out. Big T scheduled to join us at nine. I assume he's been on the same phone calls, so hopefully they'll I would all be assume done. Assume so as well. Yeah. So uh, here's something I want to read to you, uh, PK. Uh, this is uh, you know Dr. Harry Edwards. He's been commenting on race in the media for uh, 30 years. Professor has been front and center since at least I've talked to him and quoted him a few times. Yeah. Oh, you have? Okay, yeah. Since at least yeah. uh, Al Campanis. It's from a Yahoo story. Um, Edwards' advice to the players. You know, this is the NBA players going into a meeting in about 10 minutes to decide what they want to do this season. Uh, Edwards' advice to players is this, quote, you've got to get people who are in the best position to leverage what they have access to to compel changes. By that, first and foremost, he means the billionaires who own NBA franchises. Uh, Back to the quote here. Uh, They can pick up the telephone and call a governor, and a governor will pick up, Edwards explained. They can call the attorney general, and the attorney general will pick up. They can call the mayor and the police chief of a local town and then have one of the athletes go with them to talk about these issues that we have to clean up. In other words, these are people that have resources that they can leverage to get the situation fixed. So owners, sponsors, broadcast partners, anybody who benefits from basketball being played and who will suffer if it isn't played, now have incentive to help the players push for change. So there's some things they can leverage, Edwards says, but they've got to be strategic about it. And when I read that, I hear Edwards saying, threaten not to play, leverage it, and then play. Now, he doesn't say that. That's me reading into it. But when he says they've got to be strategic about it, Obviously, you know, we've heard there's a lot of emotion in the room. I don't know about everybody else, but the more emotional I get, the higher percentage of bad decisions I tend to make. And so he's telling them to be strategic about it. So reading between the lines, it sounds like what Dr. Harry Edwards, who's been talking about issues like this for a long time, that's what he's got to say. Did you read it the same way I read it? Oh, I can see exactly what you're saying, yes. I mean, I, and I, my, a lot of my role as devil's advocate here. But you got to be prepared to have the owners call you on your bluff, too. So, you know, I get what he's saying, but suppose they just say, all right, you know, this is pub and this is going to hurt my other businesses because people aren't going to want to. They're going to be so furious at you guys that they're or some of them anyway, enough of them that they're going to make a dent in my wallet and other areas. And, and I'm just throwing stuff out. I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I say it's just the other side of it. And maybe it could be that they call them on their bluff. Well, then what? And you know, then you know, what? What are you going? What is your plan? Your plan isn't just simply don't play the games. That's too short-sighted. You know, don't play the games. Okay. Well, then if you don't play the games and everybody goes home and that's it, well, that's not nearly good enough. What's the point of that? So you've got to undertake a massive plan going forward here. You know, what is the what is the goal? 
and how you're going to achieve the goal. So if you decide not to play the games, well, you're just you're undertaking a massive project in your individual lives. And are you prepared to do that? Because you can get on there and you can tweet "f you" and do whatever you want, uh, but that doesn't change anything, man. It's 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 time for action. As I said, Pat Tillman took action. It's time for you guys who are not, and some of you are already taking plenty of action, but you need a group effort to take action. So what's the plan? Just not playing the games, that's not action enough. You know what I mean? That's just a part of it. What What are you going to do now? All right, what are you going to do, man? you got to get out in the world and out in the community. And you've taken it upon yourselves. You're going to be the instigators of change. You're the social justice warriors now in our world. You know, you, in, in a sense, in a small sense, you're the Dr. Kings that we have right now. You've taken, LeBron, you've taken that upon yourself. Well, and I use him as just the symbol, but it's everybody. What are you going to do going forward? And that's what I would think that they would have. In effect, even if they do play, well, what are you going to do going forward? Because what you've been doing now, by your own acknowledgement, isn't enough. All the things that they've got to discuss here in a few minutes when the, uh, when the meeting starts. When we come back, we're going to check in with Big T Thurl Bailey. He's coming up, and then Bowler at 9.30. The Jazz scheduled to play later today, but nobody really expects any games to be played today. When will they restart? Will they restart this season at all? We'll uh, ask Thurl what he thinks is going to happen next, and we'll do that right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.